0: Welcome to another episode of Seven Questions, the podcast that aims to bust through the myths and drill down into everything property investment. I'm Sarah, and in this episode, we're talking all about the Commonwealth Games, which of course is coming to Birmingham, the UK's second city in 2022. And we're looking at particularly what its legacy will be, which is important, of course, for anyone who's looking to invest into the city. So joining us for this episode is Mike Chamberlain, who is Chief Executive Officer of Sport Birmingham. Sport Birmingham are currently in the first year of a five-year strategy called United Birmingham, and there is a hashtag, hashtag United uh, and this is aiming to deliver an active, healthy city for all. The organisation is also partnered with Sport England, Birmingham City Council, West Midlands Combined Authority, and of course, the Commonwealth Games 2022. So welcome, Mike. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And um, first of all, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about what you're doing and how Sport Birmingham is involved with the Commonwealth Games?
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Um, and you already know a lot about us by the sound of it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we are we are one of 43 active partnerships across England. And um, a lot of our money do, uh, does come uh, from Sport England, the national partner who sort of leads community sport and physical activity. So. We're not about performance sport we're interested in it personally but we're all about supporting and helping um, people become more active in birmingham through sport and, and physical activity so we work with schools work with workplaces and we work to support anyone who delivers sport and physical activity. so all of the traditional sports clubs and in birmingham particularly lots of less traditional community organizations small charities who value the use of sport um, for for wider sort of social good, if you like. So, lots of our lots of sports clubs now are more, I think, tuned into the value that sport plays in the, in especially the young lives that they they support and, and help become active, whether that be, you know, from a physical or a mental health point of view, or from a, a diversionary point of view, almost, you know. Um, getting some young, um, some of the young people in Birmingham um, actively involved in something productive and um, keeping them off the streets in some cases. Um, and also lots of uh, development of life skills and, and helping that sort of mentoring aspect for the young people, which all happens in a, in a well-organised sports environment without, I think, sometimes people realising from a coaching and volunteering point of view, just how much good they do. And what difference they can make to people's lives so I guess for me having been chief exec of sport Birmingham now since its inception seven and a half years ago mm-hmm. um to have a job and a, and a great team there's only about 20 of us um we're not a big charity in a company but to have a job that you fundamentally believe in because you felt some of that benefit through your own personal life and uh, that's um that's a luxury really and um and a very uh, very fortunate position to be in you know for us, so yeah we're we're busy we're busier than ever since um since the last year and a half that we've been through, um supporting all those organisations that have had a a really t- a really challenging time with with being closed and not being yeah. able to put activities on, um we've been doing more and we've had more investment into Birmingham to help them you know through that time and recover and rebuild etc so it's uh it's especially important at the moment um if that if that helps to start the conversation
0: absolutely it does it's all about uplifting communities essentially isn't it through sport i think um which i always say sports a universal language everyone can relate to it so but uh, you're doing some fantastic work. So can you just explain how you're involved directly with the Commonwealth Games, what you're doing in, in relation to that?
1: Yeah, the Commonwealth Games um, has some, you know, some big legacy ambitions. And of course, Birmingham came in to rescue the Games four years earlier than it was originally intending to have mm-hmm. Games in Birmingham. It was going to be a 26 Games. And of course, since then, we've had um, we've had COVID. And the clock is firmly, you know, counting down to Mm -hmm. the um, till next July August when um, when the actual event happens. So the organising committee are working very closely with us, and we're leading the physical activity and well-being legacy as one of the (laughs) one of the legacy strands. There are many others that overlap, including community cohesion, culture, skills, you name it. Um, The ambition to, you know, make the most of this opportunity that Birmingham's been waiting for for many decades f- to have such a sport a, a, a large sports event um hosted here um so we're yeah we're we have um we have staff in my team leading that legacy um Sport Birmingham's at the uh, at the front of the collaborative effort if you like to try to yeah. join things up as much as possible to uh, to make things, uh, to, to, I suppose to use the games to, um, to make the most of the interest on Birmingham at the moment. Um, and, and I can see that some of those things are really starting already. Birmingham Council, for instance, are investing more in sport now. We're going to have um, the, the changes and the improvements to the Alexander Stadium. There's a whole big learning programme going on in schools. Some of it is starting pretty late, I have to say, but that's because mm-hmm. of the pressures that we've been, been up against. What matters, I think, to us is that we create a, a legacy that the games is, you know, the, the slogan of the games for everyone. And in in many parts of Birmingham, what we can't afford to do is just do some of the normal poppy usual stuff around city centre and call that a legacy.
0: Yeah.
1: What we want is more than a, a Wimbledon effect where there's a few more people at sports clubs for so many months after the games. We're really going to... Try our damnedest um, with not a lot of money, to be honest with you, because of the pressures on budgets from government all round. As we can imagine, we're trying to reach the the um, the more deprived and the most inactive parts of Birmingham. So some of those communities that are perhaps more disadvantaged and disaffected, and that's where most of our work will concentrate on.
0: That's it. And it's, that's super important, isn't it? Again, it comes back to uplifting communities. And as you say, it's the Games for everyone, not just a few who can afford it. Or So absolutely, that's fantastic. OK, so let's jump into um, some questions then. So obviously, we're all really excited about the Commonwealth Games and everyone wants to get involved. And the opportunities to get involved are, well, they're in full swing at the moment, aren't they? But what we'd really like to discuss in specifically in the next few minutes is about the legacy, like you've been talking. So, what's going to happen after the Commonwealth Games, as kind of as a result of it? So, how important, first of all, is the Commonwealth Games for putting a city like Birmingham on the global stage? Do you think?
1: I think it's. Um, it's I think sport, whatever people think, it's like the Olympics, isn't it? We think back to 2012. Yeah. There was a little bit of a level of cynicism, and the excitement when it was almost upon London and the country then. Um, change people's attitudes and I know there are mixed feelings about some of the the things that have uh, resulted after London but it's so um but I mean Birmingham as the second city um a struggle sometimes because it hasn't quite had the infrastructure development and the attention on it from a global audience that the likes of Manchester and Glasgow have done more recently so I think it proves that sport does bring that attention onto the city probably more than lots of other things and because it's over a, a longer period than any one-off competition or one-off music event or one-off wider cultural experience yeah. um i think it will be i think it will be huge for the city there's already a commitment to make sure there's not a cliff edge after the commonwealth games and there's an investment in a 10-year strategy for sports events so that we yeah. As a, as a as a city and a partnership are committed to work more closely together to attract some of the events that we really want in Birmingham. So it's not definitely a one-off but it, it will be that catalyst to start a whole period. Uh, I guess the hope is that there's a bit of a renaissance of some, uh, some big international events as well, as well as lots of community events that will come off the back of it for 10 years on and it doesn't just dry up straight after the games. Um, so yeah, it's, it's got to be massive for tourism, massive for uh, inward investment, and yeah, people are people are working better together because of it, mm. um, and 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 I see that already. Uh, there's a realism about what we can do in a short period, um, and in the environment that we're in at the moment. But we sort of need a bit of excitement, don't we? And we need it, it's it's a bit of positive news. Um, with the ticketing and the volunteering opportunities for lots of young people the commitment to to have lots of local opportunities there as well as you know national and international volunteers is significant. We've yeah. just got to make the most of the interest and keep that momentum going um, for as long as we can after the Games because it will come and go really quickly as an event. It's what we build in to have confidence that carries on afterwards and hopefully we can as You know, we'll be the home to athletics. Um, we'll, we'll continue to have those Diamond League meetings in a, a nice, fancy stadium rather than the yeah. old Alexander. Um, mm-hmm. We'll hopefully still attract lots of the other great events that come to Birmingham through the cricket and the All England badminton and, and lots more. Uh, I think Birmingham will set itself out to say, we've got some priority sports now and we want them to come to us rather than pick up the pieces when they haven't gone to other um yeah cities in Europe
0: yeah absolutely okay so there's a lot of things you mentioned there what do you think will be the most important impact that the Commonwealth Games will have on Birmingham do you think it will be that setting the city up as a place for sport or athletics like you just said or do you think it might be something different or or can you not name just one do you think it will be a succession
1: I guess I, I have to. I have to hope for what we, we're setting out in, in our legacy work, and I, I just hope it connects the communities of Birmingham better together. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had challenging times, haven't we, around um, the whole sort of um, inclusion, um, accessibility, agenda. Yeah um tolerance um and community integration and that cohesion i think with the efforts we're making in the communities that don't feel connected to the center um, i think we owe it to those communities to to focus all our of our efforts there if we can bring about better integration, you know, and make the most of those sort of headlines about Birmingham is such a multicultural place full of diversity. Um, but if that diversity is separate, um, and in little pockets around the city and not connected together, um, then really, it will stay siloed like that. And I think the yeah. I think the integration and the cohesion agenda is the biggest one. I think the games because of the whole, you know, put in the history of the Commonwealth aside, um what we have in birmingham is that representation of the commonwealth in so many way so many ways and i know there's a focus from partners to say let's let's make sure we celebrate that let's not let down our communities that represent the wider commonwealth so for me i know it's not a business answer it's not a let's we're going to be a significantly increased tourism but i think if we can bring birmingham together through through the event and maintain And sustain some of that afterwards that's that's the most important thing and our our responsibility to be honest.
0: Absolutely I mean we always claim we like to we like to shout about don't we in Birmingham um that we you know we're the most diverse city outside London so let's show it um now you mentioned tourism so my next question actually was going to be how do you think the Commonwealth Games will impact tourism into Birmingham?
1: Yeah I mean let's hope that you know we get through winter normally and um we have a we have a as near to normal year next year and there aren't the restrictions okay. you know we look back at the olympics don't we and the the sad sort of um I mean I, st- I still I still love the olympics and I still watched a lot of it on telly yeah um but you know we know that it wasn't the same for um for those athletes in empty stadiums so let's really hope that everywhere's full. Uh, I mean, the indications for ticket, you know, the ticket ballots are such that I think almost, almost because of it as well, there'd be over demand, there'd be, there'd be more demand than even there may, there may have been because people are desperate to get back and watch live mm. sport and entertainment. So I'm sure the plan is, is in place to, um, to make sure there's a good level of allocations for the region as was in the first ballot, then nationally. And then hopefully we're able to welcome all of the other countries, uh, their delegations and their spectators, uh, because there aren't restrictions on on any or many of them by next summer. Um, that's going to feel fantastic. You know, Birmingham will be full, won't it? And not just Birmingham, but the the West Midlands region should be full because there won't be space to get into Birmingham. And I imagine um, I imagine it's just going to feel you know greatly exciting and that will that will obviously be a, big, a huge boost to the economy um no doubt um i don't know what arrangements there are in place to um to, to manage that but um i imagine that uh you, you walk around birmingham now don't you and everyone who visits birmingham says gosh i haven't been for a few years it's, yeah it looks fantastic yeah and maybe That's the it. last few cranes around the center will will go, those final few buildings will be finished. And um, I'm sure it'll be I'm sure it'll impress people and may you know who, who haven't been or have got an image of Birmingham. Yes. When, when we when we did the one year to to go handover event, Birmingham was the videos were quite gritty about Birmingham yep. just to make sure that people got that got that sort of side of what the real communities outside of the center are. And that's important. But I think when they actually come into the centre for the events and spend time in the middle of Birmingham, then it's, it's going to be a, a pretty impressive city to, uh, to walk around, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. I think Birmingham's... I'm just going to jump in and kind of put my thoughts here. Um, I think Birmingham's come a long way in the last 10, 20 years or so with shaking off this image of it just being just an industrial, horrible city, which is what some people still have an image of. And then you're like, "Have you been here? Come along, come and come and come and have a look." And like you say, they look around and go, "Oh wow!" So yeah. it's a perfect opportunity, isn't it, to bring lots of people in so that they can all see what the, what we see every yeah. day. So
1: we've got a look. You know, we've got a really great mix of, um, of a better mix of glass and, and old buildings than we had of horrible old concrete.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Okay, um, so do you think the Commonwealth Games can drive further investment into the city? I mean, I think from what we've already said,'m I'm, I'm pretty certain the answer here is going to be yes, but I will I'd love to hear your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, as I said, partners are committed to um, to see that this is is it's 11 days of sport, but it's it, it's not going to come around again for a long time, you know, mm-hmm. I mean realistically, Not many countries are bidding for the Olympics um, these days. um, And that's the next biggest event. The Commonwealth will rotate again and it will go. uh, It'll be more like it'll be country based, these huge events. So I know that we've got cycling in London and the rest of it is spread around pretty well around the West Midlands region. So we're strong as a region um, and Birmingham and the region are working. Uh, I think closer together to, to make the most of it um, so that's see that's a legacy in itself for me that there's um, there's the commitment to do more and make the most of it afterwards so I think once we're in the uh, in the shop window and everyone's seen Birmingham um, there's, there's definitely the uh, the ambition to build on that and uh, as I have many many years of attracting sport and wider cultural events to the city. Um, And the more people that see it and realize and have that nice surprise of, okay, yeah, this is, uh, it's not quite imagined in in a good way. um, Then I think there'll be no shortage of interest So, yeah, it's it's just making it's just building from from the games itself and making sure the organizing committee are totally focused on putting on a great event. And we've shown, haven't we, with everything that we've done in this country, that when it comes down to professionally organizing and putting on the event and the show, we do it really well, as as well as anyone. Um, Even if we're not spending the the sort of money that might be spent in other parts of the world to do it, um, we, we always do it well. We can be relied on. Um, so I think that will uh, give everyone the confidence to just have lots more events to look forward to. But um, and, and I think, you know, in single sports, World Championships, there's quite a lot lining up now. Um, there's, a, there's a portfolio and there's a major events meeting that I will go to with the leader of the council, I think only next week, to to form, a, to form that group to really work together that hasn't existed for a long time now and plan for those events. So that's exciting.
0: Brilliant. So that that kind of covers what my next question was going to be, actually, which was how are you planning to kind of support and adopt the legacy that, you know, the games are going to provide for Birmingham? And I think, actually, it sounds like you're kind of already getting the wheels in motion for that
1: yeah, see, I, although I'd forgot the questions, I'm obviously they're there somewhere in my mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm, fi- I'm finding them ahead of, the, ahead of you asking. <laughs> no, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's ex- that's exactly what it is. Yeah, the, we we're not just talking about it. There's some uh, there's some work and thinking going on now. We've had we you know we've got the, the we've got a major event strategy. Birmingham will have a sport and physical a- activity strategy in the next year and there's investment. Um, We hope as a business to be part of the tenancy legacy for Alexander Stadium and we see ourselves there and creating a a, a proper home for sport for anyone who's coming to Birmingham. They will be able to and want to come out to the stadium as the major facility investment, um, and it'll be a it'll be an amazing facility to go and visit, have events at, and um, we're going to be part of helping the stadium put on a series um, a series of uh, sporting and um, wider community events as well. So that's the, the, that early thinking is going on with that straight away as well, as well as the the overall city being on the map.
0: Brilliant. And then my final question, it's about grass, grassroots sports and we've kind of discussed it in a way, I suppose, because what you do is all about community and it's all about the community in Birmingham and inclusivity of every single community. Um, Grassroots sports, there's a lot of people that are very enthusiastic about it because that's where people start, isn't it? You start right there. So how important, just round it up for us, how important is the legacy of the games for grassroots sport in Birmingham or in general?
1: yeah um and, and everyone talks about the inspirational effect of of a games and um, so our responsibility is that when there is that interest and that inspiration and um, particularly youngsters want to want to start a sport, we need to put on um, we need to make sure that the sports sector and all of those clubs are supported. Now some of that is in in their workforce, their coaches, their volunteers, and a lot of time and effort put is put into. Making sure that they are um, they're ready. They're ready for the extra demand. The clubs themselves are improved. You know whether that be small capital improvements. Um, they can, if they're not asset owning, they can afford to hire more space and put on more sessions for more diff- for more groups of people. They can integrate and segregate some of the sessions where it's a, where it's appropriate. But if there's more activity on and there's more people that are from their communities actually supervising all that activity then we can cope with the demand and the most important thing is the the first experience of someone who's interested because they've been inspired by the games will be a really good one and they'll want to go back and that's what we that's what we will focus on so all of the Commonwealth sports and all of the other sports that are popular in Birmingham will be able to do there'll be more of them and there'll be more people supervising and coaching them that's the, that's the that's what we need to work for
0: absolutely great well thanks so much mike for speaking with us um for a really fantastic episode of the seven questions podcast and um, i think we're all really excited about the next 12 months and beyond i think that's safe to say uh, i personally am very excited that i've got boxing tickets for the commonwealth games so uh there we go okay Maybe if anyone wants to find out more now sorry
1: <laughs> you doing better than me so far but i'll keep trying
0: <laughs> well i uh, i put in about four or five and i got boxing but it was one that i really wanted so um, i'm very very happy so i've kind of sat back and i'm happy to let everyone else go to the other ones okay so. <laughs> <laughs> um okay if anyone wants to find out more about sport birmingham head to sportbermium.org. and of course for anything property investment related head to our website sevencapital.com now, as with all of the guests, it's time to push property and the Commonwealth Games and investment aside for the final part of this episode and learn a bit about the man behind the mic. So, this is our five in five. You have five seconds to tell us what you choose if you could have only one of each of the following for the rest of your life. So, number one is, one music album. Mm. As if we have music albums anymore. Everyone streams, don't they? Yeah, I'm not on the we'll go with music album. <laughs> I'm,
1: a, I'm a massive music fan. So, um, the one that just jumped into mind, um, Led Zeppelin 4.
0: Oh, that's a great choice. Okay, number two, One Meal.
1: Um, the, uh, a really great seafood paella.
0: I've just got back from spain and that's making me really want to go back again number three uh one film
1: oh you know what i've just got a, i've got a favorite film and i don't know. What's it called there I've gone up can blank. i help who's in it <laughs> oh uh, i'll tell you what it's called but no, you probably won't know it um but for some reason i love it and it's called a perfect world
0: oh no i don't know that one
1: it's with Kevin Cosner. It's about kidnapping and Clint Eastwood. But I love the soundtrack. It's got a country music soundtrack and I'm a little bit of a guilty pleasure with country music.
0: I, I feel you there, actually. I do enjoy a bit of country music as well. Uh, I'll have to look that one up then. Okay. Uh, one TV show.
1: Don't watch a lot of TV. Watch Netflix. So, um, guess used to love... Um, is it The Bridge?
0: Oh, I don't know. Mm. I think I think I need to watch some more TV.
1: <laughs> I don't watch that. But I like a Scandinavian sort of drama thriller type
0: thing. Okay. Time. So, so perfect.
1: Going, world. A going a bit different, aren't they?
0: So a perfect world and the bridge are two things I need to look up. This oh. is good. I'm lear- I'm learning things here. Uh, okay, the final one is one luxury item, and this is the one that usually catches people out.
1: One luxury item. Yes. Um, quite like a good beanbag. bag.
0: A good bean bag.
1: Yeah, just to sit on. I like I prefer sitting on a beanbag than a chair or a sofa.
0: I get that actually. You can you can lay back.
1: I am just thinking of the first thing that came into my head. I'm sure it's not a very good answer. <laughs>
0: no I enjoy it I like I appreciate it being back too (laughs) okay thanks very much for that Mike Um, and that wraps us up for this episode of the seven questions podcast thank you everyone for listening please check out our other episodes in our seven questions podcast series Um, and if you've any burning investment questions or you want to hear any more from Mike um, or anything else that we've covered on seven questions then please let us know in the meantime do give us a follow and if you like what you hear feel free to leave us a review